Chris Lofgren. Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, all right, all right. It is uh, Thursday, February 3rd. I am here. I am Commander Jack Riggins. This is Drive Time Lincoln. Thursday edition. Uh, folks, I know we've had a lot of guests rolling through, and I was gone last week. Uh, so the call lines are open, kind of an extended whatever Wednesday. Uh, we're going to do that today's show and Friday. Uh, the governor will be on Monday. Um, so if you have questions, if you have thoughts, local, state, national, international, call in. I love it. I, the I enjoy the show the most when we have caller interaction. Uh, like any wind-up toy, I can certainly uh, be wound up. I, I do it all day long, reading events. I make my list. I I put some thoughts together that I hope you're entertained by. Uh, but anyway, the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline is open, 402-479-1400. Text line's open, too. I pride myself on trying to get back to all the texts or get you on air. Uh, so, yeah, hit us up. There's a lot going on, of course. Um, I did enjoy uh, uh, this week's interviews. Um, I thought they were interesting. The the fellas from CEF uh, talking about their programs. And, of course, Matt and I get off on astronomy. Uh, they were in on Monday. They have a great program of educating youth uh, really throughout the nation, but also here in the state. Uh, Travis Filing was in Tuesday running for District 3 uh, County Board. Um, he is the third candidate. Matt Schulte was in a couple weeks ago, and the incumbent Deb Shore was in as well. So hopefully you're getting educated um, on some of the issues uh, with County Board. Um, I talk about them. I talk about the money, I talk about Zuckerbucks, uh, but I want you to get to know candidates. And again, I'm all about whatever your beliefs are as a candidate, whatever side you're on or you're not on, uh, give us a call. I'll put you on air. I'll I'll give you airtime. I think there's nothing better than the people uh, being able to hear it. Um, you know, in a forum like this, and 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 I'm very fair. I mean, if you don't want callers the first time, great. But uh, I will say this: if you come on the second time as a candidate or an incumbent politician, uh, we're going to have open phone lines because uh, I want I want this to be the people's platform. Already got a caller, Julie. Let's do it. Hey, Commander, how are you? I'm good, Julie. How are you? Good. Hey, I just wanted to. Uh take a minute and talk about the LPS superintendent search that's going on right now. Oh, I had um, that as one of my wind-up toy issues in case, <laughs> you know, maybe it was on people's mind. But go ahead. What are your thoughts? What's going on? Um, Tuesday night, we had uh, our LPS held the first uh, interviews uh, for the public to uh, watch. We couldn't um, ask questions, but we were able to, to watch and get a feel for the candidates. And so they had two of them that came on Tuesday, um, Peter Licata out of Florida and Antoine Wilson, um, who currently is uh, working with LPS and a assistant professor from Wesleyan here in um, Lincoln. I have to say, um, done a little research of my own, and um, there's definitely some red flags with the candidate Antoine Wilson. 
So um, I just want to encourage everyone to get out and go to these meetings. There's another one on Friday for the last two candidates. Right on. Right on. Do you do you mind sharing uh, any of your thoughts, you know, quickly? Um, well, Peter Licata out of Florida, he seems like a great candidate, um, maybe too great of a candidate. I did some research on him, and um, he has been a finalist in, I would say, five or more searches uh, for superintendents in the state of Florida for the last few years. Not sure he's a legit candidate for Lincoln. Um, not sure what would bring him here. Um, and then um, Antoine Wilson was a uh, had been previously in Washington D.C. where he had some scandals. He was forced to resign. Um, he had helped to create a policy, um, basically for a lottery system for uh, schools that had waiting lists. And then he took advantage of this. Uh, his own policy and to get his daughter into a different school. So he was asked to resign. And then he also left Oakland um, in a bit of a bind when he was there. Uh, he So basically you, you got huge red flags on him. That's how you feel around him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. All right, Julie. I, I, you. Yeah, I appreciate the info for the public and uh, and as well as opinions. You know, you're entitled to them, and I know you're doing the research. And uh, yeah, I think uh, LPS school board is something you know people should be paying attention to. So thanks for the call, Julie. Yep, tomorrow night, seven thirty, LPS office for the last two candidates, or you can watch it online. All right, appreciate that. I I love when members of the crew call in and have essentially PSAs, public service announcements that. Uh, you know, of what they're interested in. As one person running the show, sometimes it's difficult to, uh, well, like everybody, right? I tend to gravitate towards what, you know, is, interests me. Uh, I balance it with what I hope uh, is interest of, of you, the listeners, and also what's maybe not, you know, uh, just being rammed down our throats through all the media things that we have. Uh, I will say this. Uh, I'm, of course, paying attention to the LPS. Uh, hiring uh i initially uh, the mechanisms of which it's been put together i think that all of us should understand uh no matter no matter where you fit in this um that it it follows a lot of the lpd hiring i mean um the uh group brought in is going to lean uh, more towards the left due to a simple fact that our elected government right now in Lincoln, Nebraska is very left heavy. Um, not to mention education, generally speaking, uh, tends to lean left heavy. Um, so I, I think we're going to get more left heavy candidates with that type of historical look at education. Uh, you know, at this current time, and that's just the state we're in. Now, what do I really think long-term is I think on a lot of these things, if you're on the other side of the aisle, uh, so if you're conservative like I am, you really need to keep your eye on the ball with regard to elections, local elections and that's why i'm so big on getting all candidates that will come on on i talk about the issues i do investigative reporting on where money's spent where it goes and and all these things because that's why we're here we're here because lincoln 
most recently has turned into a hard left city. Lincoln leaders, Lancaster County leaders, LPS, the county board, the city council, the mayor are emboldened by this, you know, last gasp of Joe Bidenism up in Washington. And so how do we change that? We change it by going to the polls. And you have to get educated, you have to get empowered, and you have to go make your voice and vote heard, and slowly you replace or you balance the ideals that make America great, this balance of ideas um, in our community. And so I'm going to continue to watch and uh, this LPS thing as well. I, I think there's... Uh, it all depends where you sit. I think there's bigger issues brewing, and I think it's easy, especially as a conservative, even locally, to take your eye off the ball because of so many different issues, whether it be masking, whether it be this LPS, whether it be LPD, whether it be where spending's going, whether it be how our tax dollars are being used with 501Cs that are supporting Democratic candidates. I mean, it goes on and on and on, folks. Whew. Let's go to John on line one. John, you're on air. I'm otherwise known as Detainee 722, Johnny Cadillac. Well, Johnny Cadillac, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. I was going to text you and see how you were doing, but uh, you beat me to it. How's the health? Uh, I'm making it through. I'm fairly miserable, but optimistic. Well, I love that you have the energy to call in. What's on your mind, my man? Oh, I was just going to remind you today was day 163. I did I not say it? Did I? That is a heck of a producer calling in from home. Yeah, it is day 163 of the mask siege here in Lincoln, Nebraska. Johnny, wow. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I mean, I, if I can't be there in studio with you, I'm at least listening from home. So I didn't really have much to add. I just wanted to. Add in my two cents there, well, there since I can't be in studio to tell you. Well, thank you, and uh, we'll be in touch. Get better, my friend. Thank you. We'll do. You bet. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I should have said uh, the Veilmeister is producing today. We had Caleb yesterday. We'll talk about that a little bit. But uh, Mark, thank you for stepping in and producing for Johnny. Pleasure. Um, yeah, I, I won't mention what, uh, you and I said about both ourselves before the air, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, uh that's, that's not let, arable. Let's just say we both stumbled in here and we've got a show to do, so yeah. we're doing it, but I appreciate that. And that's great. You know, I'll tell you what, Johnny is always good on keeping the commander up to speed on our numbers and where we need to be. And I do appreciate that. And I, and I want him to get healthy and get back here. He's a big part of the show. All right. Sounds, you know, sounds like a plan. How about that? Uh, well, we'll say this while we're talking about it. So I was talking about Travis Finling being in, and we've had some of the candidates in that heated race. Um, forever Go Big Red, I'm assuming, Twitter handle. Forever GBR. I got it. Uh, gave a shout-out uh, to both John Cook, Coach Cook, and I on Twitter so I am reading. I'm listening. Uh, yes, we do have a long history. Uh, it goes back to about 2012, actually 2011. And uh, I was doing some consulting work for the athletic department way back then and uh, was doing some speaking. And Coach Cook uh, was there, and I was able to meet him. And we kind of started uh, what I would call a informal leadership exchange. Uh, and so from that point on... Uh, We've bounced ideas off of each other and how to motivate uh, young people, you know, him in volleyball, me in SEAL team. And, uh, you know, and I was able to be in, you know, a very small part of a couple of his titles there. Um, 
and that was really fun for me as a as an alumni and as a uh, as a person that you know loves Nebraska because I do and and so I you know if you don't know I I continue to do a lot of sports consulting um, in my other job um, I currently work with Creighton basketball and our team has uh, several you know high schools and small colleges throughout and you know I I guess I'm fortunate enough that sometimes some of these young people go up and play uh play on TV as I like to call it and and so I enjoy that it's it's more mentorship but coach cook uh has both uh been a tremendous impact on on my development and leadership and how I think about culture and teams and and I'd like to think that I've helped him out so having said that uh forever go big red uh I think Coach Cook is absolutely willing to come back on, and uh, he'd like to flip the script, is what he told me, and uh, and maybe he'll do some of the interviewing uh, of uh, Navy SEAL commander, military leadership uh, that he he and I often talk about to give you an insight of uh, how he thinks through things and and how I think through things in that role. Um, but yeah, always enjoy any time I get to be around any leader of young people i really like that 18 to 25 uh year group because uh, as i like to say you know their light bulbs have kind of come on and they have to start thinking about the big world and uh you know there's nobody really better than john cook i mean he's what can you say he's right up there at the top tier i mean he would be uh you know if he was in seal team he'd be he'd be one of our admirals uh and so we're blessed to have him. And, and I do want to say this. If you didn't know, you know, I, I forgot to mention it, but uh, when he was on air yesterday, um, it was um, NCAA's Women in Sport kind of day. It's, it's one of the – it's actually a national day. Yeah. Okay. Na- uh, NationalDayCalendar.com uh, has a link to it, and it's Women in Sports. Yeah, Women in Sport. I meant to bring that up, uh, but I think Coach Cook – when he said that you know volleyball is a state treasure, um, and I can go back to you know growing up in Fremont, Nebraska in the '80s, and if you think of the movement of women's athletics across Nebraska since then '90s, 2000s, and and specifically volleyball, um, it's true. It's a treasure. We've done really, really good for our young ladies across the state. Um, you know, gotten it on equal par, I think, with young gals uh, like Husker football is for a lot of the men. And, you know, the Terry Pettits of the world and John Cooks of the world are directly responsible for that. And so, um, you know, as a as a guy who I think sometimes you all can hear my career path and think I'm a rough and tough guy. You know, I have two daughters. Uh, my wife was an athlete. Uh, listen. Competitiveness is competitiveness, and sports is sports, and I, and I think sports is the greatest teacher, you know, outside of the classroom for life. So, um, but I shouldn't just say that. I mean, I've met people down at the Husker Band, and let me tell you the work they put in, you know, to go out there and march. So, you know, if you can find those extracurriculars, I think it's great. Uh, let's take Richard's call before the break. Richard, how you doing? Good, Commander. Well. Uh, it sounds like we've got a couple of candidates for county commissioner that'll uh, do something if they're elected to get those bridges fixed. But uh, my topic for today is something totally different. Because of the plugage of, of shipping goods, uh, in order to try to break the logjam, uh, the 
regulations about who can drive big semi-trucks has changed. You used to have to be age 21 in order to drive one of those big 18-wheelers. And now they're going to lower that age down to 18. Personally, I think that an 18-year-old driving a big rig like that down our interstate highway is unsafe. I'd be very interested if some truckers who might be listening, who are are in the trucking industry, might call in and uh, give me their take on that situation. Well, I appreciate the call, Richard. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, hey, if there's truckers out there listening, passing through... uh Love to hear your perspective. I mean, you're the professional truck drivers. Uh, this is easy for me to answer quick before we get to the break. And I'll, I'll weigh in later. Okay, well, you weigh in later, Mark. Here's the deal. Uh, if you're 18, you can carry a rifle and you can fight for this country and you can drive a submarine. And you're damn good at it. Uh, if you're 18 and you pass a CDL and all the semi-truck requirements... And show that, you know, to your employer, you can be safe and you pass all the requirements. I say you're in. I say you're in. I don't care what your age is. I don't care if you're a dog. If you can pass the requirements and you can show that you can do that job, then do it. And I don't care what your age is. That's me. That's how I feel about it. We'll get Mark Vale's opinion. Close you down. Call the traffic hotline 402-479-1414. That's another check of your time saver traffic. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, like I said, uh, we're back here. Drive time, Lincoln. Close to the bottom of the hour. A little two-minute segment. Uh, yeah, a lot going on. You, you know... I worked in a little bit because, like I said, I can get pigeonholed a little bit into SEAL Team or sports, uh, two things I love. Uh, but the listeners out there heard me talk about extracurriculars being a, an augment of education that can teach you about the real life. And uh, and I mentioned the Husker Band because I have known so many of those folks and I've seen you know what they do. I mean, they were... They were as up as early as ROTC candidates. You know, we're learning to march in line, and they're learning to march and play. And so, uh, you know, a little bit of a shout-out from an alum, 85 to 89. And one of the things, because we're talking school board, uh, Paul Gossman uh, was mentioned. And, uh, you know, he was recognized for his leadership way back then in in the drum drumming ranks and uh you know i i think that he uh is one of the candidates that will be reviewed tomorrow night, tomorrow night. so it, he's the first one tomorrow night at 7 30 there you go um so local guy alum uh you don't have to convince the commander much more than we have a lot of talent locally here and I'm just a big believer, folks, that you solve your own problems and that you work through them. And I also, of course, believe that outside talent is always a good thing, too, because of new ideas. But, yeah, shout out to the uh, Nebraska marching band and and really the drums and really an unexpected uh, Paul Gossman shout out from a fellow alum. Pretty cool. Uh, hey, topics out there, folks. Again, we're calling in today and tomorrow. Rick Stein Recognition Hotline, 402-479-1400. Uh, I'm still going to break down this Herbie thing and the AOK symbol. 
love the fact that uh, we're considering beer in Memorial Stadium. Are you kidding me? Let's get with modern times. Uh, Freedom Convoy. How about Joe Rogan? Maybe the special operations raid that just happened. Moving troops into Eastern Europe. There's so much out there right now. We'll talk about it all. 1499.3 KLIN. Denison. The newest leader of ISIS is dead following an overnight raid by U.S. Special Forces in Syria. President Biden today saying Abu Ibrahim al-Hashimi al-Karashi detonated an explosive as U.S. forces approached, killing himself and several family members. With no regard to the lives of his own family or others in the building, he chose to blow himself up, not just to the vest, but to blow up that third floor rather than face justice for the crimes he has committed. There were no U.S. casualties. Millions of Americans are in the path of a major winter storm. Texas Governor Greg Abbott says that storm is affecting the state's electrical grid. We are dealing with one of the most significant icing events that we've had in the state of Texas uh, in at least several decades. The storm's path stretches from central U.S. into the... Caution as we enjoy a bright sun. Visibility can be a challenge. Turn the headlights on. Keep it moving with Time Saver Traffic. I'm Chris Lofgren. Drive Time Lincoln with the Commander Jack Riggins on the voice of Lincoln. 1499.3 KLIN. All right, we're in the second segment here on... Uh... Thursday, February 3rd, day 163 of the Mask Siege here in Lincoln, Nebraska. I'm still Commander Riggins, Detainee 3101. Um, Johnny Cadillac, Detainee 722, did have to call in to remind me what the day was, but he's he's doing his job even from home. We've got Mark Vale producing the show. I always enjoy having him. He's kind of a what I call a an all-pro, a veteran, knows the deal. And I, I'm going to get his comments here in a second on uh, Richard's talk about trucking and the age of potential truckers uh but it is a kind of an open line thursday we're going to do that today and tomorrow just because we haven't been able to chat in a while rick stein recognition hotlines open 402-479-1400 any thoughts that you have i don't care national international local prefer local um, because that's what we're wanting to focus on here in the show and the text line uh you know i pretty good about getting back uh in that uh one texter chris already has you know verified the left invasion of people coming into lincoln nebraska and uh yeah thus far chris everybody else out there kind of like uh, the show me state show me i haven't seen anything good coming from the uh people coming into our community uh, i've seen a lot of wanting to change what makes lincoln great i haven't seen anything that shows me uh, or gives me confidence that leaders and elected leaders that integrate into Lincoln, Nebraska thus far do anything but try to push their hyperpartisan agenda on us. And it's not good. Uh, one of the things, two topics out there I said before, I have a long list. I mean, 3,000 troops uh, moving into Eastern Europe. Uh, Biden administration has said, hey, you know, they're not there for Russia. That's probably true. Um, interesting foreign policy choice watching this uh, Russia build up on Ukraine with us really not at all throughout any of this providing any type of deterrence or uh, negotiating, whether it be State Department or militarily, uh, to dissuade Russia from doing that. So I guess uh, the answer is too bad for Ukrainians. But I will say. Uh, as a former military officer, uh, in this current state of America and what's going on, 
uh, we don't have any business in deploying troops to fight Russia over Ukraine. I'm not going to change my stance on this unless something major happens, and that's sad um, as a world leader, but we're not in a good spot, folks. Uh, I want to remind you again, uh, you know, a lot of people called in when I mentioned this before, and I think it's silly, and it maybe talks a little bit to this Joe Rogan thing going on nationally, but uh, folks, you need to know what monoclonal antibodies are, and you need to go ask your doctor. I'm not a doctor. I'm paraphrasing Hannity because, you know, otherwise somebody's going to sue me. Uh, You need to know what they are. You need to know that this therapeutic can keep you uh, 70, 75% chance out of the hospital if you can get it, um, you know, after you've been diagnosed with COVID. You need to talk to your doctor beforehand about this. Ask. Know that our governor has set up um, hotlines and we have those treatments here in Nebraska. Um, you need to know that. You need to know about the antivirals that are out there um, that many doctors are big fans of. You, so, you know, it's not as if. You know, oh, my God, the world's end just because you get COVID. Um, And I'm going to keep reminding folks about it because, you know, being educated about these reduces the fear, allows us all to make the individual choices that we need to make. Now, the one thing I'll say is don't understand at all why the federal government is controlling the stockpiles of monoclonal antibodies. Um, It's terrible. It should be open to the free market economy and... uh, we, we've botched that. But, you know, what haven't we botched under the Biden administration? And as you'll know, and this is what got local people fired up, how many of your local leaders are out there saying what I just said, educating you about the antivirals? How many of them in their Tuesday press conferences have talked about monoclonal antibodies and where to get them and go talk to your doctor? They haven't. They mentioned it once in the very beginning. You know, last time I checked, we had about 300 uh Doses given out in August, we were up to 1,400. The governor and his health director stepped in and and have tried to educate, and I'm going to continue to do it. Um, How about vote counting here, you know, and and the county board and Zuckerbucks and ballot boxes, and now uh, I'm going to try to get uh, Election Commissioner Shively on the show here maybe next week. Uh, He obviously came out and said, I'm ordering, uh, I think, 70,000 more envelopes to mail out. predicting the surge of uh, mail-in balloting for this uh, upcoming primary. Uh, That's interesting, right? Because if you hear the Secretary of State talk, uh, you know, he'd like to reduce some of that. Uh, And for good reason. But, you know, if you're following Nebraska Voter Accuracy Project, uh, there's a lot of questions uh, about uh, the integrity of our elections. And I think that uh, right here in the county, we made a bad mistake by bringing in uh, Zuckerbucks and outside money Again, proved by your county commissioners for the last election. $400,000 of private money helping us elect people. Um, And then this consumption tax, um, trying to get uh, pretty close to getting Senator Erdogan on, but uh, LR264 uh, had a big hearing today at 1.30. I'm not sure if it's going to make it out of where it's at, but uh, obviously that is consumption tax. Uh, that is a big uh, potential change uh, that he's pushing for, and so maybe that's on your mind. Uh, we've got some callers, but first, before we get there, uh, Richard or Richard, <laughs> Mark, tell me about truckers and the eighteen-year-old dynamic there that Richard was saying. As you said, if they can pass the test and pass all of the requirements, I would uh, prefer to have an eighteen-year-old driver that pays attention and is uh, out there trying to make a living 
than uh, some of the 60, 70, 50, 40 year old drivers that I've had the pleasure of driving with. I've had a CDL since I was in high school. Yeah. Uh, because in Minnesota back then, a farm kid could get a chauffeur's license. It was called then at 16. And I've been driving uh, commercial vehicles since I turned 18. And there's age is not a good indicator of your capacity and your capabilities and of your driving confidence. and your competence of driving yeah, it's a, not. a big vehicle. It's like it's like you see all these signs for, you know, age is just a number. Um, as we get older, we can tend to think of or we're losing it. Age is a number, folks. It's in your brain. If uh, again, like Mark, if an 18 year old can pass and show the competency, I'm good with that. We, we've got them fighting for our country and our freedoms, and they do wonderful things. They just need to be trained right. And and I, like you, we talked about it. I, well, can, I, can, I had my CDL. I was driving school buses at 18. They can drive them in the state. They just can't cross state lines right yeah, now. Silly. So it's stupid. All right, let's get to these callers. we got Johnny on line one. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Oh, Johnny, you're so dedicated to the show. I love it. Yeah, yes. I wanted to talk about the... Uh, the Herbie Husker. Oh, let's uh, go. Thing. Yeah. Um, there's two ways you could look at it right now at this day and age. I guess you could say people are going to look at it and say white supremacy. You got a pale, white, blonde hair, blue eye, uh, you know, overhaul, cowboy hat. You know, there's there's just too much going on there. You know, um, you know, and we, we've had other other teams. Uh, I don't know. You know, if you remember the, the, the Redskins thing and the Cleveland Indians thing. Yeah, uh, you know, there's just too much going on there. So, like, you look like in the future, right now, America is pretty much seventy percent white. But you know, thirty years from now, we're going to look at this and we're going to say maybe that's racist, you know, or, or in a different way, you know, maybe that's not good. You know, we shouldn't have a mascot uh, up there, a white mascot, because you know, it's just it's making fun of white people. Uh, like I said, though, today we could probably look at it and say that's white supremacy. Um, you know, well, I, I got a question for you. Do you look at it and see white supremacy? I never really looked at it that way. I never really even noticed the uh, what people are claiming to be the white power sign. I always thought he had a thumbs up thing, but well, uh, he had an AOK sign, which is you know, I think that ninety eight point five percent of the population in America would identify as that's the AOK symbol, yeah, and and only- when it was broke down to me on how other people very very minute part of our population got the w and the p out of it to claim white power uh i don't see it i don't think the majority of people see it and i think it's sad that we would roll over for that as you know as an alumni as a person that's proud of the university of nebraska uh certainly when they created the herbie husker logo it was to represent a husker a farmer and you know a cowboy hat if you will everybody knows is to keep the sun off your ears and things like that and a-okay means i'm a-okay i mean i'm a diver in the navy a combat diver and the first thing you do when you come out of the water is you give the a-okay symbol so i'm curious if the united states navy today is changing that as well in their dive uh you know dive manuals to say well we can't do that because you know we have minority sailors and they're offended by it i doubt it uh, well, there's there's that, and I just I just also wanted to point out the corn cob. Um, I get it, you know, corn husk and everything, but 
but there are some feminists out there who might claim that that, that could be uh, <laughs> a sexually inappropriate uh, suggestion. Well, I, is that, it, you know, right now I understand that the Herbie deal is because of the potential of the AOK symbol being uh, misidentified. I haven't heard anybody talk about the corn cob. Uh, I, and, you know, but that's an interesting take, Johnny. In the end of the day, uh, I, you know, I have seen a lot of things over, we'll call it the last decade, that frustrates me with the university and some of its quick action to appease, I'm not really sure who. Um, and it just kind of makes them look silly, uh, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> there's nothing there, folks. You know, that's the Herbie Husker, the vast majority of uh, Nebraskans and people that identify and are alumni and fans of the University of Nebraska are going to identify with. It's been there for a very long time. Um, yeah, if you want to throw a number one up there, great. Um, you know, it, it just kind of speaks to, to weak leadership and thought. It uh, It's silly. I mean, but at the same time, I'm going to say... It's nice to see the regents are considering alcohol in the stands because, you know, one of the things you do at the in Rotsies, and I'm sure they still do, is you clean the stadium after uh, every football game. <laughs> Let me tell you, there's plenty of shooters and stuff to go around. It's no secret that alcohol gets drank at the University of Nebraska football games, okay? Uh, one of the reasons uh, that they built the little bar uh, right across the street there because they know that alcohol gets drank there. Uh, to stand behind some kind of social clause that we're not going to do it uh, in this day and age, I think is just silly. You know, if you want to make an impact uh, to the experience and people enjoying the game, that's not going to put the student athletes at risk. Uh, you know, tackling the beer question is a hell of a lot better use of your time than changing the Herbie logo from AOK to the number one symbol. Uh, you know, but, you know, <laughs> it just, it's comical. It's comical. I mean, how much are they losing in revenue? How many fans are already, you know, sneaking shooters in there and, you know, a big gulp, you know, get your Coke and then fill it with a shooter. Um, you know, you're individually responsible when consuming alcohol or you're not. And by God, maybe our fan base would get a little more crazy and supportive and nuts and make that place a you know huge home field advantage. Not that it's not, but hey, you make it better and you know a little a uh, little fighting fluid never hurts. Maybe I'm a, I'm a fan of getting beer in there. <laughs> uh, let's go to Dan on line two. Hello, Commander. How are you today? I'm good, Dan. How are you? Right on. I'm good. Hey, I want to uh, disagree with everything that uh, previous caller said. I, uh, I, I don't think uh, any of that is uh, real. That whole uh, white power thing was was the ultimate uh, trolling on 4chan and the um, ACLU or not the uh, one of these uh, one of those uh, um, watchdog groups picked it up and made it into and gave it credibility, but it's completely silly. Well, what you just said, I mean, there's no credibility yeah. to it. I mean, it's, no. it is, um, the, the real question is why university leadership would roll over so hard for it. You know, what, what well, are they trying to appease? Who, who are they gain? I mean, my God. Yeah. I mean, it's an AOK symbol. Well, it's a left swing and it's, uh, it's not just statewide and local, but it's also national and the university has bought into it and, 
they think that's going to do something for them in the long run. I think it'll probably deteriorate the education there. Um, but Commander, well, I can really tell you, hey, real quick, yeah. I can tell you what they've done is the story broke. And my understanding is they actually made this change a while back. Stories just kind of gained yeah. traction again. I'll tell you right. what they've done is, uh, and maybe they can't license it anymore, but uh, those shirts of the AOK and those logos, wherever people are, they're getting sold out right now. <laughs> they're getting yeah, sold out. There's no doubt about it, out. you know. Yeah. Um, what other thoughts you got? Sorry about that. Well, no, I, I appreciate that, and I, I really like, I, I really appreciate that you um, commented on uh, the uh, craziness of uh, trying to uh, make a uh, make an aggressive moves against Russia and and playing into this uh, Russia uh, invasion, quote unquote, of Ukraine. I think this is a, is a terrible, terrible um, idea. And also, we got to look at the cause of it. The cause of it is weak leadership in the White House. Yeah. And the cause of it was that debacle of Afghanistan or uh, the Afghanistan pullout. It was. It's just ridiculous. And now we've got uh, China um, making aggressive um, movements against Taiwan, which I think is a very serious issue. And then you have Russia posturing on uh, their. Uh, Western Front to uh, to get some concessions from NATO. Yeah, but well, uh, I think we we've got totally the wrong leadership in the White sure. House, and um, I, I don't think that that gentleman in the White House won with eighty um, million votes. I, I think that's quite far fetched. All right, Dan. Uh, good but, good thoughts. Uh, hey, call yeah. back tomorrow. We're gonna have open line tomorrow. I've got more guests. Okay. I got to get to. Uh, yeah, I mean, hey, listen, I, it's like I said before. It's cause of voting. We have weak leadership in this country. We have left-heavy leadership in Lincoln, Nebraska. If you don't like any of that, then by God, get out and vote and scream and yell and make a change. That's how we do it here. Uh, until then, we've got to buckle down and, and survive. But yeah, bad stuff going on. I'm Storm Alert Team Chief Meteorologist John DeSauer. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, uh, we're finishing up the show here on Thursday. Again, tomorrow we're going to have uh, Open Line Friday. Uh, we just got I've got tons of topics. I'll throw them out there. I'll give opinions if phone lines aren't buzzing, but I, I love it. Call in. This is a people's platform. I love to hear what you're thinking. Um, you know the number. It's 402-479-1400. Uh, text line's always open, too. Uh, Aaron, from the still, I, I want to give you a shout-out, uh, you know, to uh, the text line today and the nice letter that you wrote to the studio. And you're absolutely right. Uh, Mark Vale, uh, I want to thank you for coming in uh, because I'm going to tell you what, when when Caleb and Mark Vale have to run the board on DTL, uh, they have had, you know, 12, 14-hour days running the morning show and then, you know, coming in here. And, and while we miss Johnny Cadillac, um, when he gets back, he'll be here. Uh, but until then, these guys are war horses, and, and they help produce the show and, and make it so that I'm not as big an idiot as I could be. <laughs> so, Mark, no, thank you. Oh, well, glad to do it. But, and, yeah, uh, but yeah, the day starts early. I it, clock, it does. I clock in at 4.30. And, I, you know, and I'm going to back you up here, Aaron. I, hey, morning show, give me a call anytime. <laughs> I, I'll come in and chit-chat on the morning show. I'd love to. <laughs> uh, hey, you know, like we've, we've been talking about Herbie. Um, I still want to break down this Freedom Convoy thing. I think this is amazing. I mean, $10 million and more in donations. GoFundMe's cut them off. Imagine that. Is that a coincidence? Uh, 1.2 million people, 100,000 trucks. Um, that's coming to America, too. That's up in Canada. Trust me, it's coming to America. Joe Rogan making lots of 
He's not making noise, but people are mad at him, and it makes no sense. No sense whatsoever. Maybe you want to talk about this raid that just happened. I'll try to find out some more information, uh, but certainly have an expertise there. It's interesting. Uh, Again, I think we need to be paying attention to the county board and Zuckerbucks and where that's going. Uh, ballot boxes and and things like that here in the county uh that's no good folks and again this consumption tax this is interesting uh it's been in one of the smaller committees today we'll see if it makes it out but uh you know we'll get uh senator erdogan on maybe talk about that a little bit and maybe uh dave shively we've got the governor on on monday so make sure you're paying attention governor pete ricketts will be on drive time lincoln uh so let's all have a good night and uh i'll see you tomorrow 1499.3 from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios.